Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen. Thanks for joining me on um, this podcast, which as I'm recording it um, is about music. Um, But I'm going to try and make the link between this particular band and a particular song into um, what the common thread of these podcasts typically is, and that's sales. So the other day I was listening to a podcast, sorry, I know listening to a Spotify playlist that I'd put together for a band that I used to listen to as a child way back, Leonard Skinner. Um, They're a band from Florida, I think, Jacksonville, Florida, maybe. Um, They're a Southern American, Southern rock band from the 1970s. Famous for a couple of reasons. Um, Initially, they were famous because three or four of their band members died in a plane crash. Um, The guitarist Steve Gaines, his sister or his wife, Cassie Gaines, who was a singer and the band's lead singer and founding member, Ronnie Van Zandt. Um, They're also... Uh, they continue to play following the plane crash and um, two or three of their songs are, are fairly popular globally. One of them would be Sweet Home Alabama and another one is Freebird, which is the song that I'm going to talk about here. I mean, how are you going to turn Freebird into a metaphor for sales? I'm going to try anyway. Um, and then more recently, the band were uh, better known for... Um, flying the confederate flag at their gigs um, following um, all of the upsurge in racial tensions in in some of the southern states like Georgia where they took some of the confederate um, statues commemorating war veterans they took them down and uh, I think it became illegal in some or they tried to make it illegal in some counties to remove the confederate flag the band uh, most likely, I'm not speaking on their behalf, but the band probably didn't sign up to using the flag with some kind of racial overtones. I think they were just very proud of their heritage, which um, I'm not going to call them out on. Um, I just love their music. And um, yeah, the music was pretty um, informing for me as a cub growing up. I had two versions of the song. Um, please stay with me in this Um I'm trying to tear it up here as best I can. The two songs that, two versions of the song that I had, one was a demo, a really early demo, and the second was from their live performance at the Fox Theatre in Alabama, which is around about 95, 96, I think. And it was the version, it's 14 minutes long, it was the version that I listened to growing up, and I was always really intrigued at the point of the song where three separate guitars came to play. It was um, Gary Collins, Steve Gaines, no, Gary Rossington, Steve Gaines, I think it was Steve Collins, who were playing the three guitars. I'd never heard three guitars played on one album. I might have heard in Thin Lizzy, like um, some call and response from Gary Moore and Scott Gorham or from uh, Brian Robertson or whatever. But this was three guitars, it was deadly. So if I'm going to play you the first version, um, the demo, um, and then I'm going to play you pretty much immediately after the uh, the second version.
okay. I think that might have been uh, hard in the ears there. Um, that's the very first version, seven and a half minutes long. Um, the song was written, uh, the music was written first of all, and then uh, I think it was uh, Ronnie Van Zandt who had written the lyrics. It's supposed to be kind of a love song and about, um, yeah, I got to work it out there. Um, it's supposed to be a love song. But the first um, recording of it um, isn't all that inspiring. So I'm going to play you the next version just about now. So like everything about that song is different, um, the second version, everything about it is different to the first version and um, you kind of notice how out of tune some of the playing is and definitely was no um, auto tuner back in those days. Um, you kind of played and you sang just like that's the way it was. Um, that version was cut, um, I think there's probably maybe three, two or three years difference in terms of time between those. Um, so that was recorded, I think, in 1972. I say, I think, 1972. Um, Collins had been working on the song on and off for about two years. And whenever they recorded it, it was about seven and a half minutes long. And then it all kind of came together. That album, um, Live uh, at the Fox, I think, was an album called One More Four From The Road, recorded in 1976. So there's a few years difference between the first one and the second one. Um, and I have no idea who produced it, but evidently the guy that produced it should get a lot of credit for taking it to the song it was. Um, it was released as a single, but it was cut short because even radio stations back in the 70s and 80s weren't going to play songs all that long when you had punk songs coming in at 2 minutes 30 and disco songs at about 3.5 minutes, 4 minutes and all that sort of stuff. So they didn't um, get it, didn't get played Um as much as it should have done, but it is recognised, the guitar solo by Gary Rossington is recognised as one of the top three guitar, guitar solos uh, of all time. Um, so how do I link that into sales? Um, the reason that I, I recorded it, I was taken aback when I first heard the first version. I reckon I wouldn't have been as keen on the song if that had been the only version that I'd been listening to. Um, it's a really good version. You can see where the song is going to, but in that format, it's kind of very flat. Um, so trying to link this to sales, um, the reason I'm prompted to talk about it was that when I listened to it for the first time, um, I knew what the final version sounded like, the studio version on uh, Pronounced Leonard Skinner and also the live version at One More Four From The Road at the Fox Theatre. And... Um, that just build up into a, a ridiculous crescendo and culminating in the three guitar solo and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the idea that they could just do it straight off and expect to have brilliant results at the beginning. Um, for me, it's that transition from the first version to the second version is the epitome of effort and not giving up when you have something really good but to try and take it to a stage that's going to make it even better and make it better and 
through the benefit of having good production heads, people who are listening behind the scenes to give you some kind of direction and tell you where you're going wrong. In part, that's coaching, and in part, that's mentoring, and in part, that's a little bit of, I suppose, training, um, and getting a third opinion to try and either validate or challenge your thinking to the point where you're going to push harder um, and push harder and push harder. I was listening to um, a podcast um, very recently uh, by a sports psychologist who was talking about the definition of trust and the definition of trust that he talked about is um, how you know not so much your trust in other people but it's your trust in yourself it's like do you trust yourself to push outside the comfort zone do you trust yourself to just um, make life a little bit more uncomfortable for yourself knowing that you'll be able to deal with it a lot of the times when you're working in sales and especially when you're on a really slow grind um, it's really easy just to think that this is as good as it's going to get this is and just keep working at that level but something inside you is just there waiting to push on through to a different level um, and that's kind of where I see that song from Leonard Skinner moving from one version that's not bad you know it's better than any song I'll ever write and it's better than a lot of songs that are out today but just in that finished format it's just not quite good enough and I think um, they had the trust in themselves to know that they could do better and they must have trusted other people on the outside um, so I, I kind of guess that's the metaphor it's about um, knowing no matter where you are that there's a different um, there's some more inside you that you can rely on uh, at times it's something that I struggle with where I kind of peak or plateau at a certain point and really there's something else just waiting if you um, can trust yourself to push on through to that so yeah I hope that makes sense um, I hope I'm not losing um, one or two of the listeners I have based on playing some um, American country um, but uh, thanks for listening this far anyway and uh, I'll come back with some more normal stuff next week if you want to reach out and I'd be interested in your comments um, it's paul at shift-control.co.uk I'm also on LinkedIn as a shift control page and also um, on um, my own uh, Paul McAnullen page. So um, if you want to add anything to that or you want to detract from it, please feel free to get in touch. I appreciate any comments that I get. Um, so yeah, thank you. And um, I'll hopefully be back next year with something a little bit less musical. <laughs>